Welcome back to The Ron Show for Thursday. I want to spend a good bit of this segment giving outgoing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi her due. And I also want to commend the likes of Paul Ryan, of all people, for having the respect to give her her due as well on Twitter. His tweet about five hours ago read, I tip my cap as I welcome Speaker Pelosi to the former Speakers Club and congratulate her on an historic career in the House. And that's how you do it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't always see eye to eye, ideologically, with Speaker Pelosi myself. I'm a bit more progressive than I believe she had grown accustomed to being. Ironically, she was sort of a radical early in her days in the House of Representatives, serving the people of San Francisco. And I don't want to say she moderated, but as you get older, you do tend to moderate a bit, outside of Bernie Sanders' home anyway. (laughs) And so she had become sort of the mother of the den who would welcome in the new baby progressives and kind of pull them back a little bit, pull the gang back, a little, the squad back a little bit, the AOCs, pull them back just a little bit. And I didn't always see eye to eye with her on positions or posturing for the Democratic Party. I obviously agreed with her a lot more than House Speaker Paul Ryan did, and yet Paul Ryan had the respect of welcoming her to the Old Speakers Club, I guess. He's not really that old, though. You know what I mean. Anyway, Speaker Pelosi made her announcement today that she is not going to seek a leadership position in the House of Representatives. She will continue to serve her constituents for the next two years. And from there, we'll see, right? She's 82 years of age. If she decides not to run, that is her decision. And I'll be curious to see how her decision today and her announcement will be weighed upon in the White House as well as Joe Biden has stated for the next 12 months or so. He has to weigh the decision whether or not he seeks a second term as president of the United States. But anyway, this is all about Nancy. Let's give Nancy her due today. Here is Nancy Pelosi, some of her finer moments from speaking to her constituents in the House of Representatives today. My colleagues, I stand before you as Speaker of the House, as a wife, a mother, a grandmother, a devout Catholic, a proud Democrat, and a patriotic American, a citizen of the greatest republic in the history of the world. which President Lincoln called the last best hope on earth. Indeed, in the words attributed to another of our colleagues, the legendary Daniel Webster, he said, hold on, my friends, to the constitution of your country and the government established under it. Miracles do not cluster. That which has happened but once in 6,000 years cannot be expected to happen often. Indeed, American democracy is majestic, but it is fragile. Many of us here have witnessed its fragility firsthand, tragically, in this chamber. And so democracy must be forever defended from forces that wish it harm. Last week, the American people spoke, and their voices were raised in defense of liberty, of the rule of law, and of democracy itself.
With these elections, the people stood in the breach and repelled the assault on democracy. They resoundingly rejected violence and insurrection, and in doing so, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. And now we owe to the American people our very best to deliver on their faith, to forever reach for the more perfect union, the glorious horizon that our founders promised. The questions before this Congress and in this moment are urgent. Questions about the ideals that this House is charged by the Constitution to preserve and protect establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, our posterity, our children. Babies born today will live into the next century, and our decisions will determine their future for generations to come. While we will have our disagreements on policy, we must remain fully committed to our shared fundamental mission, to hold strong to our most treasured democratic ideals, to cherish the spark of divinity in each and every one of us, and to always put our country first. In their infinite wisdom, our founders gave us their, kind, their guidance, e pluribus unum from many one. They could not have imagined how large our country would become or how different we would be from one another, but they knew we had to be united as one. We the people, one country, one destiny. It's been with great pride in my 35 years in the House, I have seen this body grow more reflective of our great nation, our beautiful nation. <laughs> When I came to the Congress in 1987, there were 12 Democratic women. Now they're over 90, and we want more. The new members of our Democratic Caucus will be about 75% women, people of color, and LGBTQ. And we have brought more voices to the decision-making table. When I entered leadership in 2002, there were eight of us. Today, there are 17 members of the leadership. When I first came to the floor at six years old, Never would I have thought that someday I would go from homemaker to house speaker. In fact, I never... <laughs> In fact, I never intended to run for public office. Mommy and Daddy taught us through their example that public service is a noble calling and that we all have a responsibility to help others. In our family, my brother Tommy then became mayor of Baltimore also. But in my 
been my privilege to play a part in forging extraordinary progress for the American people. I have enjoyed working with three presidents, achieving historic investments in clean energy with President George Bush. Transformative healthcare reform with President Barack Obama. And forging, and forging the future from infrastructure to healthcare to climate action with President Joe Biden. <laughs> now we must move boldly into the future, grounded by the principles that have propelled us this far and open to fresh possibilities for the future. Okay, I have to stop here to point out that because I'm petty, and she is too, and I like that about her, honestly, um, she mentioned being House Speaker and working with three great presidents. As House Speaker, she actually worked with four presidents, but she said she enjoyed working with three presidents. <laughs> and I'll leave it to you to conclude who the fourth one is that she didn't so much enjoy working with. Absolutely love that. A little shade on the way out the door. Here's her announcing she will not seek a leadership position. My friends, no matter what title you all, my colleagues, have bestowed upon me, speaker, leader, whip, there is no greater official honor for me than to stand on this floor and to speak for the people of San Francisco. This I will continue to do as a member of the House, speaking for the people of San Francisco, serving the great state of California, and defending our Constitution. And with great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. For me, the hours come for a new generation to lead the Democratic caucus that I so deeply respect. And I'm grateful that so many are ready and willing to shoulder this awesome responsibility. Madam Speaker, standing here today, I'm endlessly grateful for all of life's blessings. For my Democratic colleagues whose courage and commitment with the support of your families have made many of these accomplishments possible. In fact, could not have been done without you. For my dear husband, Paul, who has been my beloved partner in life and my pillar of support, thank you. We're all grateful for all the prayers and well wishes as he continues his recovery. Thank you so much. So moving. And by the way, the ovation went on for like at least 60 seconds that I can re recall. Speaker Pelosi wrapped her speech with this. Poetic ending. In this house, we begin each day with a prayer and a pledge to the flag. And every day, I am in awe of the majestic miracle that is American democracy. As we participate in a hallmark of our republic, the peaceful, orderly transition from one Congress to the next, let us consider the words of, again, President Lincoln, spoken during one of America's darkest hours. He called upon us to come together, to swell the chorus of the Union, 
when once again touched, as surely they will be, by the better angels of our nature. That, again, is the task at hand. A new day is dawning on the horizon, and I look forward, always forward, to the unfolding story of our nation, a story of light and love, of patriotism and progress, of many becoming one, and always an unfinished mission to make the dreams of today the reality of tomorrow. Thank you all. May God bless you and your families, and may God bless, continue to bless our veterans and the United States of America. Thank you all so much. A nice moment for Nancy Pelosi and for those of us who are among a nation of grateful people for her years of service in the House of Representatives for her district and as Speaker of the House for the entire country. As I said before, did I always find agreement with her on policy? In broad terms, yes, specifically probably a little further left than she at least in, the, I'd say, the last six to eight years for sure. But I am impressed with her body of work, with what she was able to accomplish, sometimes against tall odds, having to work with an obstructionist, often unwitting, unwilling opposition to enact legislation needed by the country despite the hyperpartisanship. For that, we owe Nancy Pelosi a debt of gratitude. Up next on The Ron Show, what the hell was Herschel saying? <laughs> you can help us out with that next on the America One Radio app and at americaoneradio.com. Incidentally, for those who don't know, my full-time job is that I am a realtor, a real estate agent with eXp Realty. And you can dive right into the latest listings, get your home value checked out, check out open houses by visiting me at ronontheal.com. Even share some uh, blog posts that has me focusing in on the real estate industry and trends. Obviously, interest rates are climbing right now, which has a lot of folks thinking, oh, that means the market's going to go south. Mm, Atlanta's, Atlanta's a different animal. Money Magazine actually says that Atlanta is the number one place to live, the best place to live in the United States. And by 2040, there will be two and a half million more of us living in Metro Atlanta. There's like six million now. That's a big chunk of people coming in the next 18 years. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, 18 years, that's that's a long way from now. Do you know it was 18 years ago we were all jamming in the club to a new song called Yeah by Usher, Lil Jon, and Ludacris? Yeah. <laughs> Not all that long ago, right? Life moves pretty fast. Ferris Bueller, thank you. Currently, we are seeing mortgage interest rates at or above 7%. That's a far cry from the below 3% figures we were enjoying the last two years, but they're not all that different than what they were in 2004, 18 years ago. And by 2040, if you pull the trigger on a home purchase or a rental income investment property today, you'd be either done with it if you chose a 15-year mortgage or more than halfway through a 30-year note with equity growing by the year in a local housing market needing space for two and a half million more people by 2040. What I'm saying is what you buy now is likely going to be wildly more valuable in 2040 or even 2030. It really is good to be number one, especially if you own your own home or a rental income property or both in Metro Atlanta. Hit me up, Ron at rononthereal.com, 843-283-0078, Georgia MLS 396-720.